Can I get y'all anything else? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. I hope you saved room for dessert. I'm almost full. Almost. Who doesn't love dessert? You have earned this. Breakfast. Homemade pecan pie. I love Whatever it. happened to angel food cake? Any type of rhubarb pie. Rhubarb strawberry. Rhubarb peach. That's sour and sweet together. It's hard to beat. Who saved room for dessert? It's dessert breakfast. I'll get that right to you. One project that I've seen you on many times that I'm a big fan of. In fact, if I see reruns of it, I don't think it's running anymore, but if I see reruns of it, I will always watch it <laughs> all the way through. That and The Godfather. It's that. <laughs> the Godfather and Dumb and Dumber. Uh. Those three things I will watch straight through. <laughs> MTV's Boiling Points. It was a prank show where you would put people in situations where they would probably get annoyed or mad. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get mad for a certain preset amount of time, mm-hmm. then you would give them money. It's the godfather of prank shows. That's right. It was often deemed mm-hmm. back then. Um, yeah, they, it pays to be patient was our oh, that's right. catchphrase. That's right. And so, yeah, we'd put people in situations where they'd be angry. And then if they didn't lose their cool or curse at us or try to hit us. <laughs> For a certain number of time, we'd give them a hundred bucks. Wow. Well, it's not bad for being patient for like 12 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes it was longer in real life. Depends. Oh, really? But sometimes it was shorter. Yeah, yeah. Those timers were put in post. What was your experience like doing that show? And tell me about some of your like favorite and least favorite times that you were pranking people on the show. So I was like 23 or something like that. And I auditioned for the show and randomly was like the first person to audition for it. And so the guy who was the intern who I had to pretend to prank was not doing a good job. Like he wasn't getting angry in the improv. Like we had to like improvise this prank. And he wasn't getting angry. So I got to do it like so many times so they could kind of almost train the yeah. intern. They didn't know me ahead of time. A friend recommended me. But I did it so many different times, so many ways. I also was really ballsy. Like the prank in the audition was like, hey, someone's following me. Can you just like pretend to be my boyfriend like real quick so they, they think I have a boyfriend? And I, by the end of the audition, tackled the kid, was like laying on top of him. I just remember being like, just fucking balls to the wall, yeah. bitch. Yeah. And I did. I was climbing all over the conference room table. I was like rolling around. I just, I feel like it's a similar with my glow audition. For something, something inside of me clicked over and I was like, this is it do or die. You're going to get this job if you just go all out. And um, so it was a great opportunity to do that. And then the callback was on the street. And so we actually had to prank. The first time I had to prank someone, Mm -hmm. I had an earbud in my ear. They were filming from across the street. And in the middle of the prank, I had to go up to people. And then this eventually aired in multiple different ways, but not the callback. But I had to go up to people and be like, I have an emergency. Can I please borrow your cell phone? And then I would be on the phone for a really long period of time. Now, at that time, minutes cost something. So minutes were like you only had a certain number of minutes. So it made a big deal. It was a big deal that, first of all, just borrowing someone's phone, let alone using their minutes. And then I would just waste time and be like, I can't believe here I am in New York City. Like, okay. And on the, I think what aired eventually was me being like, okay, tell me every dress you have in your closet. No, go slower. Talk slower. Oh my like, God. and so people would get pissed because I had their phone. And they'd be like, I thought you said it was an emergency. And I'm like, it is an emergency. Okay, no, no, slower. Now talk slower. Um, so yeah, I did that on the street. I was really nervous. I started hiding behind a newsstand. And then I could hear the producers being like, where'd she go? Why is she hiding? What is she doing? Like talking about me. 
And then I was like, well, this is your opportunity. Like you have to, this is the job. You're either going to prank people or you're going to walk away right now. And I just got out from that newsstand and went up to people and asked them for their phone. And um, eventually I got the job and the first episode was shot. It was MTV Spring Break and we shot in Miami. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was so cool. Like get flown to Miami and prank beachgoers. Yeah. (laughs) Stay in a hotel. And it, it was pretty wild. And then... I just got to play this like really dorky loser and make it my own. And and uh, kind of one of my favorite things to play now is that type of person. And like I'd be on a treadmill next to someone and I'd be like, I have a urinary tract infection. Did you know, though, that you're not supposed to drink 12 glasses of cranberry juice in a day? That's too much. Like just... TMI, like, I have a pimple on my butt. You really do not like people drinking too much cranberry juice yeah. because you, good on paper, you were, you were <laughs> chastising true. the lady for drinking that's too right. much cranberry that's juice. That's an ultimate callback there. <laughs> One time I got someone spit in my face. What? So I was doing that phone prank in New York City. And the, the good demo to prank was like anywhere between 18 and 25 because most of the time they didn't have anywhere serious to be. But yeah. we were kind of desperate. There wasn't any young folk walking by. So my producers were like, how about that guy? And it was this like 30-year-old dude on his way to work, like didn't have time for me, my shenanigans uh, and was an asshole. So I went over to him and asked him for the phone, got his phone. And that's where and I was just like, uh, you know, it's, it's an emergency and like started crying. And I was like, please just let me use your phone, you know. And then I got the phone and I was like, oh, my God, the weather here is amazing. You know, on and on, going on and on. And he all of a sudden was like, he said, oh, and I said, people in New York are crazy. Like, I just, that's yeah. one of the things I said. And he goes, you think people in New York are crazy? I will hurt you. And I go, you're on MTV's Boiling Points. And he hawked back like, spit right in my face. I mean, he was like two inches from my face. It went in my mouth. I immediately started crying. Yeah. He like ran away. But then like I was fairly, you know, a few months into the show and <laughs> still had that desperate feeling of like this could be my last job. Right. So I was like, hey, guys, I could keep filming like um, like crying, full yeah. crying real. I could keep filming. Like, I'm fine. It'll be more realistic that I'm crying because I'm really crying because yeah. he's spit in my face. But like, let's just keep going. And they're like, Rebecca, go to a doctor and get tested for tuberculosis. Yeah. They're like, go home. We are done for the day. And I was like, but I just let, let the record show that I would still film. <laughs> like, oh even God. though I got spit. Yeah. And then I did the show for two more years and I did like 10 prank shows. But Really? Yeah, I did a lot. That was the biggest, most popular yeah. one. I pranked Lady Gaga, too, before she was famous. I see, you can watch that clip online. Yeah. You can find it. Pre-Gaga. Pre-Gaga. She like was Stephanie, Stephanie Germanata. Germanata. Yeah, yeah, just out eating her salad, yeah. I think. Eating a salad at a Cafe Bari in yeah. New York City. We pranked a lot of, like, New York, NYU kids or, like, people would set up their friends. So mm-hmm. it would be, like, they'd put a call out on Craigslist, like, prank your friends. And then they'd just tell someone like, oh, meet me at the cafe. And then they'd call and say, I'm going to be late. So we'd prank them. And then their friend would come out often when it was done. But it really, like the prank show really worked when people had no idea that they were being pranked. Occasionally someone would be like, am I unpunked? And I'd be like, are you a celebrity? Like I'd literally say this in the prank. They'd be like, am I unpunked? I'm like, are you a celebrity? And they'd be like, no. And I'm like, then this isn't punked. This is real life. But, <laughs> and I'd continue the And prank. then you completely disarm them exactly. then too. Yeah, because they're like, I guess it's not. All yeah. Right. Do they prank normal people? I don't think so. Yeah. This is real life. Oh my God. You still owe me money for blankety blank. Wow. <laughs> well, 
I'm so ha- interested to hear about these experiences like this and the whole prank show thing. It's it doesn't it's harder to pull off now. Much harder, I think. I think it is harder, especially because there's been so many. And then there's so many TikTok people that just kind of do that now too. Yeah. Very well sometimes and very poorly sometimes, right. you know. But, but Boiling Points was one of the best. And it was and, authentic. Yeah. And also, like, I will say, it wasn't, like, the highest paying job in the whole wide world. And I don't get residuals, even though it is still on, I think, sometimes. But I know that we actually did get paid decently well compared to, like, prank shows after that. They were getting paid, like, a third of what we got. And I feel like you're putting your life on the line. Yeah. You should get at least, like, an actor's wage. You know, like, because when... When I I would audition for other ones and it would be like so much less. And I was like, oh, my God, I might as well just do background work if you're going to get paid that rather than like make people mad where they could like hit you. Yeah. I guess last thing I want to ask you about this. Do you think that helped you in other auditions? I mean, as far as like the casting people like, oh, I recognize you from that show or did it not or did it work against you or did it not matter? I don't think it helped. I thought I think it should have because acting, being so realistic that normal people think you're crazy psycho yep. is like really good. Yeah, work. I think so too. Um, but yeah, it, I got a couple things. I did get a manager out of it. So then I started auditioning for stuff. But back then I was, you know, young and he was representing a bunch of Boiling Points people. But he would always send me out for like indie movies where you'd have to be topless. And I'd be like, I don't want to do that. So then I wouldn't go to the auditions and he wasn't sending me out for like comedy parts. I think it was just whatever my youth could get me. Right. So, yeah, I don't think it necessarily helped. And I had talked to a casting person and they were like, yeah, it's just like just not looked at as real. As a noble acting job. Yeah. But in the comedy world, it's cool. Like it was fun. And I met a lot of great comedians and the guys that made the show. I love them. And I I even worked with them like seven years ago on a pilot. And uh, yeah, so like I loved my time on that show. And I also think it made me ballsy yeah, and um, fearless after being on Boiling Points. Acting with actors is such a um, gift. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like other people who also are in on it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> 